Hey guys, and welcome to. I forgot my where my camera was. Then I've moved it, <laughs> moved it to the side. Start again. <laughs> nah, sorry. <laughs> welcome to the latest in the Sleepy Talk podcast. Um, so before we get started on today's well spooky wooky sort of thing, uh, I'd just like to point out that uh, James is actually meditating right now. Um, so that isn't a still picture. He's trying to hold himself as still as possible while talking, like a ventriloquist. So his lips aren't going to move. Is it, none of his muscles are going to move at all. I say it's an incredible ability I have talking without moving my mouth. Let me tell you, it's incredible that. I mean, I'm seeing it now live. Wow, man, doing such a good job, <laughs> right? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so, um, uh, as usual, uh, PT64 is in. I said James. Sorry if I can edit that out if you want. Don't be silly. Don't be silly. <laughs> it is James, aka PT64. Don't worry about it at all, guys. How are we doing? So, uh, yeah, link will be in the description. You'll see his lovely little retro banner pop up on your screen now. Um, and I think you are actually pointing in the right direction. You are. Way. So you're pointing in the right direction of where that, that's going to go. So, Meditating uh, in the right way for once. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's it. So um, today we're going to be talking about Bob Lazar, or as I, we all called him, Bob Laserbeam. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's just uh, that's just the name of this now. So, Bob Laserbeam. Um, so, Bob Lazar. He worked at an area called uh, S4, which is about 15 miles south of Area 51. Now, this guy has been on Joe Rogan. He's been on uh, a few other podcasts, and it's just wild. You know, he's. You know, when someone comes out, you always have that guy down the pub that just comes out with like, I've been abducted or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Comes out with these wild stories. And to be fair, mate, this the more I've looked into him and the more I've been skeptical, the more I'm kind of believing what he's trying to sell me. And it's really, really freaking me out that I'm believing it. Um, <laughs> About that inner inner conspiracy theorist eager yeah. for the knowledge yeah um we'll get into his actual stories shortly but there was there was one um video which was saying why bob lazar is a liar and the whole video didn't make sense to me like why he was a liar everything that they said why he was lying could actually be proved as why he was telling the truth if that makes any sense to you whatsoever yeah um there was one bit that that kind of like he could be a liar for this bit and it's when uh i think it was on the joe rogan podcast where he asked him a question a very specific question um and bob said he had a migraine so he can't really think straight away um of the actual answer but he spent two hours on a podcast answering loads of different questions but that specific one um and typically i've not wrote down what the question was um, so it's a, it's a it's, it, has, start. it has to be asked a question though. I mean, when you've got an answer for everything and then suddenly you get curveballed, it's like when you've got the answers, you've got the answers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Someone asks you a question, you've got the answer, you answer it. Whether you've, you know, gone over it time and time again in your head just to make sure you memorize the answers, you've got them locked in. But when you've yeah. got to think about something, you don't have to think about that kind of thing. Apart from if someone goes, you know, oh, what, 
when did we go? What day was it that we went and did that 10 years ago? Yeah, then maybe you've got to think about it. Do you know what I mean? But So he was talking about element 115, and for someone uh, that was specifically very in tune with this element, um, the question that was asked about him to go into detail and things about it, um, he was very shady about it and said, like, I've got a migraine, etc., etc. Yeah. Um, so for that, you know, when someone's been working on something and that. knows all about this element that powers this spacecraft or yeah. UFO, it doesn't have to be a spacecraft. It could be an interdimensional craft. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he didn't seem to have that much info on it. So it was kind of like maybe they've got a, they've got him there. They've got him on one bit, one piece of information. Yeah. But the rest, it was, it was kind of like he, he kind of helping him now. You're kind of proving his sort of theories on it because your argument isn't really founded by anything. The the main argument was that there was no physical evidence of this. But I mean, we're talking about Area 51, which nobody knew about until Bob sort of blew the whistle on it. Yeah. Um. So he's the one that gaslighted the whole Area 51 thing, uh, which is a pretty good legacy in itself. I yeah. mean regardless of what he worked on um so he he worked uh, worked he he went to mit and he went to caltech and he was an electrical engineer and he managed to get a job uh in s4 um in the sort of district of area 51 uh, reverse engineering these unidentified crafts um yeah. which is pretty cool if if it's if it's true, you know, um, this but, is it, isn't it? I mean, if it yeah. is, what? Uh, but then you'd think that of all the so-called, you know, crashes and you know visits and all this that and the other that we've had any debris, that kind of thing, you would think that something would exist like that anyway to look into it. Yeah, I mean, you would already think that there would be a department for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the weird thing as well. Um, and this is one of the things that he brought up in the uh, Joe Rogan podcast. And we're probably going to keep referencing that because it's one of the most iconic podcasts that he's done. Other than his like, Netflix documentary yeah. and uh, stuff like that, it, it is a, a vast pool of knowledge. Maybe false knowledge, but huge yeah, in, in terms of like... Bold yeah, when claims. It, when it came to like the UFO sort of sect of people that believe in it and all that sort of stuff that like he's like a superhero um, yeah. so you know it's uh <laughs> without him we wouldn't know about area 51 and he claimed that they were archaeological findings oh so at least one of the nine ships what he um worked on uh, there was mention that it was an archaeological dig that they'd found this heavy metal object. Um, so that that just goes to show, like, from the last podcast that you were on with us when we were talking about ancient aliens, mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, it, it, does, it, yeah. it does sort of further, I wouldn't say prove, but it gives credit to that theory. Yeah, it definitely um, weighs it in that direction, doesn't it? He believes that the these were the greys, so the greys kind of um, aliens, but uh, yeah. he believes that they've been with mankind for 10,000 years. 
which really? 100% gives credit to the ancient aliens theory. Yeah, it um, definitely would. Yeah, they'd definitely be salivating over that, wouldn't they? <laughs> that, yeah. that little nugget of knowledge, yeah, which means exactly. there obviously were around at the times when, just like you say, the times we were speaking about in the previous podcast, yeah. around that time to aid and assist in getting, you know, that uh, the foundations of the building blocks in motion. Yeah. I mean, for, for, for all this research and stuff that I've done on him, I take him at a pinch of salt because yeah. as much as I'd love to believe everything that he says is true and that there is this big government conspiracy in America and, and you know, that we have been visited by other beings. I won't say spatial or interdimensional or whatever. I don't know. Uh, we probably won't find out in our lifetime either. But I take him with a pinch of salt. And the only reason I do that is the amount of money that he's made from these claims. Yeah. So the Netflix uh, documentary that was done on him, the... Um, the actual UFO, you know them uh, toys that you you get uh, once a month in a magazine and you build like a a car, let's say you get car parts every single. I know exactly what you week. mean. You slowly yeah. build it up into the final product over a year's yeah. worth of subscription. Yeah. So he got a cut out of one of those for a spacecraft. So again, it's one of those where he has made a lot of money, but there are there are things that are quite shady about how it's been handled because you'd expect somebody like this to um to have been snuffed out yeah to be dead or missing because these sort of people yeah yeah these sort of people don't sort of like there's never a body found that is just a missing person yeah yeah just you you know um but he's not one of those people he he didn't he didn't disappear. However, his records disappeared. He was raided by the FBI twice, but the courts couldn't find any background on him. Hmm. He stated he studied at MIT and Caltech, but there's no records of him actually going there. What? Um, is it a government cover-up? Uh, a lot of people would believe that he would be assassinated by now in order to sort of stop the disclosure of this information. But Let's look a little bit deeper into that. And this is my theory. Uh, if if it's all true, this is my theory. So if he released all of this info to the public and then mysteriously disappeared, wouldn't that give more credit to his leaks? Well, surely. Yeah, he'd become Getting a martyr. information out there and then, yeah, mm-hmm. and then vanishing. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly like you say, yeah. So instead of that, let's say his history is somehow erased from existence making him look like some sort of pathological liar or a raging loony. So his records were wiped from his old jobs, his uh, degrees were wiped, um, but there was one in particular that somebody found. So it was uh, a job that he had in Los Alamo, where he was working on... um, Ooh, you've got me now. I think it was uh, nuclear nuclear stuff nuclear right. engineering and things uh they did chemical testing and things like that los alamo was a it's a it vast was. sort yeah, of yeah it was los, huge... uh, los alamos mason or mason physics facility uh, yeah. with the national laboratory yeah it was so he was doing physics stuff we'll yeah. just say that <laughs> yeah he's a legend they... employment yeah yeah 
So they denied his existence. Now, there was a <laughs> newspaper article um, from the Los Alamo uh, paper where um, he put a jet engine in his Honda. So right. that's not focused on, but he was on the front cover of this magazine that showed that he'd put a jet engine in a Honda. Now, I'll see if I can find it, but from everything that I researched into, there was no actual picture because this was back in like uh, the 1980s so yeah i think it was 82 if i remember rightly so the other thing where there was actual evidence of this was a phone directory from 1982 showing robert lazar on there that was in los alamo so the phone directory showed that he was part of at least the th- his, his phone number was at least part of this this document. And obviously back then, it, it was all filing cabinets and stuff. It was yeah. so easy to just, like, set fire to something. Of course, yeah, I was going to say, you just pull one file out and away you go. And it's also so easy to miss that one thing. Yeah, that one piece that, of paper. Yeah, which... Yeah, absolutely. So the fact that, you know, there's, I don't think there's anyone on record so far that have said, yes, he worked here. I think there's a few that have done it off record, but take that with a pinch of salt too. I mean, I could say that he worked there and that I worked with him. I was going to say, well, yeah, anything like then, off the but... record, it's like, hmm. Yeah, and it only goes to fuel um, sort of their income. Yeah, so just as much as you can pay someone to delete someone's existence, you can also pay someone to create their existence. And easily. their cause. Yeah, easily. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, 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 one of the main arguments um, against him was that, oh, surely if he went to MIT and Caltech, um, he'd have classmates that would say that he was there or not. We're looking at a guy that's had his whole, hypothetically, or maybe actually, had his whole um, existence destroyed. Like, he's physically here, but any record of him being there yeah, is, on paper, is gone. Yeah, doesn't exist, yeah. He's gone. Do you not think that these people would have been approached by said government agents or private, you know, a private agents? Yeah, yeah. Um, and given hush money or told to keep quiet or exactly they will be thinking. snuffed. Yeah, exactly what I was you know. thinking. It's so easy. I mean, you, you know... You, you hear so many stories of it. You see it in, like, you know, so many different mediums of, like, you know, cinema, books, excuse me. So many different things where it's so easy just to turn up, knock at the door, listen, you know this, keep hush, otherwise bad things will happen. See in a bit? Yeah. You know, so easy to do that. And, again, these people who have just led those normal lives, you know, they just they, they went to school, they got a job, they'll just be like, yeah, okay. It's easy. What, what do they owe? Yeah. To to this man. You know, what what do they owe? Unless they're like very close friends, what do they owe to him, really? They don't know well, him this... anymore, you know, they don't exist in each other's lives anymore. Exactly. This this is the thing as well, like these people they they could have families. You know, there's Yeah. The the worst thing that you can have um when it comes to being threatened is loved ones. Yeah. If absolutely. you have nothing, then you can't really be threatened. You can only be threatened with your own life. In there's which no case, leverage, you have is nothing. there? Yeah, there's nothing. But if you have a family and and 
Bob, who we spoke to like 15 years ago, you went to school with. Um, uh, he's he's now being made out to be this raging loony. Then you're the only one that would step up and do it? No. No, no chance. Yeah, no, no chance. You're just like, nope, sorry. It's like, you, you know, these people have got their own legacy to look after. Exactly. And, and supporting someone who's now supposedly, you know, completely lost the plot. I'm all right for that. And, and mate, getting rid of somebody's whole existence, like destroying it from the ground up. Like mm. we're talking birth certificate as well. That's oh, gone. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like they, they have never existed. Yeah. Imagine like seeing that, seeing that that's what's happened to somebody who's done that, and then they, you're the person that would think, oh, that's a good idea to stick up for them. Yeah, these people have erased somebody's whole existence, <laughs> and you think that you speaking up is going to do anything? It's just no, they're just going to do the same thing to you. Exactly, it's just such or a you bad will be idea. snuffed. <laughs> you know. You're a nobody that's released nothing. Yep. Like, you know, you can be snuffed. You can have a car accident or, you know, yeah. um, fall out of a helicopter that you never were in. <laughs> yeah. What's he doing out here? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he loved walking. Yeah. So um, the other thing as well uh, that, that Bob sort of spoke about was the fact that there were private companies um, invested in this. Um, we're talking admirals weren't allowed access to these projects. Really? These special, yeah, I'm sure it was special access projects, so SAP. Um, admirals weren't allowed into it. Um, they, they were all privately funded, government funded, privately, and then government again, and then private again, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So, there was a memo, it's called the Wilson Memo. Now, I'm going to Get it up on screen if I can. But there was a discussion with an Admiral Wilson and a scientist, and they discussed the idea of putting the technology away and bringing it back out eight to ten years later to see if our material science had caught up with it. Uh, to Enough, basically, to fully reverse engineer these crafts. Yeah. So back in the 80s, obviously, Bob could reverse engineer certain things, but there was, uh, which the element... 115, which was spoken about yep. earlier, uh, powered a gravity machine. Yeah. Now, as far as I know, there is no such way to replicate gravity on Earth. There is no way. I'm racking my brain. I can't think of it. Maybe in space, but it's not really gravity, is it? It's kind of like you're just using the Earth's gravity. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and yeah. And yeah, you're yeah. floating a bit. Um, so the fact that that existed and there was a guy that Bob's worked with called Barry who apparently fiddled with it and died. It could repel human flesh. That that was the quote. Well, it is an antimatter reactor. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously we're made of matter. You go fiddling around with antimatter, you're going to get anti. Hmm. You know, whereas, real quick. Whereas Bob after Barry's death, Bob was still allowed to tinker with it and look at it, try and reverse engineer it. And it's kind of like, this is where I kind of believe that, that this memo thing is a real thing. Um, 
of course anybody can put anything up there and claim it's something yeah um, if you put enough um, I'll just say firewalls between it and you you lock it up and you encrypt it and whatnot if you put enough security on it that somebody's going to think it's important and discover it you can make it seem like it's real yeah but it does make sense so if you put the technology away bring it back in 10 years and see if we've caught up with it technologically that we can then do more research on it as if you think 20 years ago we probably wouldn't have known how to do a 4k tv as a exactly. very very small example uh they probably would have been able to do it but not be, in public exactly there is so many instances of them hitting that technological wall yeah and saying look we know what we need to do but we can't do it we simply mm-hmm. don't have the tools to do so at this point we need to file that come back to it in 10 years time and finish it off yeah exactly so and something like an anti-matter machine probably needs another hundred years <sighs> yeah but in this scenario like who is in charge of this because if the scientists are putting it away and the admirals can't access this special project the project's locked up who's looking after that key because you'd need security on it. Of course you would. It'd need to be privately funded because there's no way that the government would be able to keep that under wraps, that they're no. having, they're shelling out all this money for 10 years on nothing. Plus, after I, a time, I say there's no allowed, way. They? they have yeah. to release it. Yeah, I don't know the American version. I know with us it's 10 years and then they can choose to keep it under wraps for another 10 years, can't they? Oh, is that how it works? I think it's like three times. So, I'll be honest. Yeah, so um, for the Falklands in the 70s, um, there were a lot of stuff that was pushed up. And I don't know the ins and outs of it. I I don't want to claim that we were bad or we were good, blah, blah, blah. You know, it was before my time. Um, But there were certain things that were uh, redacted. And every 10 years, there's a... A kind of um, review on whether they are able to release this to the public. So, and I think the thirty-year anniversary was was it thirty or thirty-five year was like two thousand and ten, two thousand and eleven, maybe twenty twelve. I can't remember the yeah. exact. I know I was in college at the time because we were we were discussing it part of public services, saying how it could if if it does get released and published and it's open to the public, um, it could cause quite a bit of tension between us and Argentina again. Um, but I don't know because I've not read it and I've not actually thought about it for the last seven, eight years. Yeah. So, thanks for that, mate. In fact, it'd be 10 years. 10 years. Yeah. So I've not actually thought about it for 10 years. So um, <laughs> it's one of those things. But, it's, it's interesting, though, because speaking of, like, redacted stuff and th- there are pilots, like fighter pilots, that have come out and said we saw something so much quicker than us in the sky. Yeah. Um, weird things that were redacted and then eventually they've been released. Uh, there's the RAF one, so for the for the British Air Force, uh, Royal Air Force, but, you know, UK. Um, there's some from the uh, US Air Force uh, the Russian Air Force there's there's plenty there's also like commercial yeah. pilots 
that have I've had a couple of accounts of that, yeah, where the pilot and co-pilot collectively have both seen something, like, in front of them. Mm -hmm. Like, while flying, yeah, commercial craft, like you say, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it it does give more credit. Um, The fact of the matter is it it could be that, and this is another one of the theories that I kind of like, is that uh, the Area 51 in particular isn't, something that where aliens have landed it's just futuristic technology that they're testing out yeah i know exactly what you mean it's not necessarily you know decommissioning spaceships Mm -hmm. you know laser guns and all this and the other but like like you say legitimately that that future tech site where Mm -hmm. all the you know biomech people are getting made (laughs) yeah the the super soldier serum you know yeah, and and the Nevada Desert is isn't just Area Fifty One and Vegas here and blah blah blah. It's split up into different sectors. So obviously you've got the nuclear testing site. Yep. You've got the chemical weapon testing sites. You've got the airports as well. There's an airport directly on Area Fifty One. Hmm. Um, there's there's airports at S Four. There's different sections have different sort of things, and uh, to get into a lot of them, you do have to fly in. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things that Bob said as well. And that, that seems to be so far, it seems to be true. Have you ever tried? Well, obviously, we haven't, but you've seen videos of people trying to drive as close as the Gantt Area 51. Oh, numerous people. They immediately get set upon by some patrol. Yeah. Told to get the hell out of there. Yeah. And that, that to me kind of probably signifies that people don't tend to drive into these areas. No. Because they. they Oh, maybe they they do, but it'd just be a huge security risk. They probably do, but I think you'd find that if they were doing, it would obviously be like, you know, military-style vehicles, surely. Or your typical black 4x4s with the blacked-out windows. You know, just the typical, you know, those stereotypical, sorry, should I say, vehicles that you would expect to go in and out. And if you're rocking up in your, you know, your Honda Accord... They're going to quickly whip you around, send you away. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, it just it, it is just uh, it is just weird. But again, though, you you could get a blacked out like Merc mm-hmm. and drive in, and I, I guarantee that they'll have picked you up on radar somewhere. Oh, why? I mean, it's, so I don't think people that are going be... to work. Yeah, it's definitely not going to be a case of the only thing watching those borders is the human eye. Yeah, definitely um, not. And also another thing that Bob said as well was that the shifts were really weird. So he'd be working for like two weeks straight. He'd probably like sleep in between at on base, but it was two weeks on, two weeks off. And there were weird hours like that. So he'd be on a base for two weeks and then maybe get some respite. Um, Yeah, I imagine you probably would have like the bunks there and whatnot. You would have that changeover, but for the most part, yeah, you probably would just be working on this stuff because this is the kind of stuff that they want answers to. So get it done, you know, get it done. And Independence Day is a is a is a good sort of, and I'm not going to put it above because we're going to get copyright claimed again. But. There's a, yeah, go, go, go there's, a, there's a scene in that where obviously they go into Area 51, um, they go inside, and there's just like these hermit scientists that are yeah. going mental and uh, are crazy and have just been there for too long. That's forever. I been wholeheartedly my believe is 
I wholeheartedly believe that if people did work on alien crafts in Area 51, that's how they would be. never leave. Yeah, that's how it'd be, absolutely. You, like, sign your life away to do that. And then yeah. when you do start working there, you do the whole swear to secrecy, we'll know if you if you don't, yada, 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 that kind of thing. Yeah. But ever since that, just referencing it, that is my vision of it from now until the day I die, that. Independence Day Area 51, as far as I'm concerned, that's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not the tentacle swinging alien, but that yeah, is yeah, what yeah. it looks like, 100%. Do you reckon Will Smith would still be able to knock one out with one punch? Oh, You reckon you know. he's still got it in him? I reckon he probably does. I reckon, honestly, like, my, my granddad's still, like, proper solid. Like, well, that's what I'm talking used, about, yeah. yeah. I don't think you'd... Obviously, you lose muscle mass and strength, but your bone density still remains. You know what I mean? You're still... And especially because you shrink when you're older as well. So that's like a smaller surface area at the same power. Like, <laughs> yeah. like a knife. You know, that's going to that's gonna destroy someone. Smaller, but still hit as hard. Yeah. Especially if it's calcified as well. Oh, you know, I... like the proper old bones that are calcified. <laughs> so they're just like iron bars hitting you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, there's um, <laughs> yeah, I reckon Will Smith could chin and chin an alien. alien. Yeah, definitely. When it eventually yeah. happens, we'll call on him. <laughs> it just took me back to the, the you know, uh, the YouTube rewind. It's like, oh, that's hot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just having punching an alien. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so realistically, Bob. Um, Bob's a weird guy. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty much what I've got from him. That, um, that much is clear. I mean, the thing is, is, you know, like we've seen so many times over the course of history with different characters, different people who have, like, popped out of the woodwork with this kind of stuff. You know, mm. sometimes people are, like, mental for a reason. And there is, like, truth behind these, like, bold claims, at least to a point. You know, yeah. I think when someone seems to be like that initial like raving loony that people go, oh, don't worry about him, ignore him. No, no, they're not the people you want to ignore. They're the people mm. that you want to at least listen to what they have to say because it, it becomes pretty evident when someone has some sort of substance to something. Depends on how they talk and react to what they're talking about. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's all in the body language, I feel, and all in the way that they put the information across. You know when someone's just mental straight off the bat, and when something's like this, this this guy's seen some stuff. You know, this guy's seen some things. Yeah, it's it's weird that you say that, because one of the things on the um, Why He's a Liar video that I, I watched, yeah, um, they were going off about how he doesn't speak like a physicist. Like, he doesn't speak like a scientist. So that's nonsense, that's like, that. Yeah, because because he doesn't he doesn't on on the uh, and again I'm just going to reference it again. Uh, but the, on the on the Joe Rogan podcast, he didn't sound like a crazy guy. He wasn't like oh my god, it's everything blah 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 blah. He was really chilled out. Not like what's his name, Alex. Um, oh, I can't remember his name. You know what I mean, though. Not like yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but um, he was really really chilled out. He was really like. He, he did articulate himself well. Uh, granted, he didn't sound like a nerd. Like you know, how Elon Musk has got that sort of well, again, essence I mean, around him. For me, but what he's kind chilled of, out. 
Yeah, what kind of nonsense like correlation is that though for me? Like, yes, you have to be intelligent to be getting delved into the realm of physics. But exactly. why does you know why does a physicist have to be this like scrawny, glasses wearing, you know, come over glasses. to the side <laughs> nerd? Like I I don't understand this whole thing. It's like that that's those sort of stereotypes, yes, don't get me wrong, they exist for a reason, but you can guarantee there'll be many physicists out there that people look at and go, well, he must be a movie star. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't 100%. have to look a certain way to be like, I'm good at physics now, because if that was the case, I'd be a physicist. <laughs> You've got to think as well, though. These these guys that go to, like, MIT and Caltech, like, they are very, very, very smart. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that they have no social skills. Absolutely not. No. And... And the jobs that they go for aren't exactly low-paid jobs. I, no. I don't know in particular, but I'm pretty sure that they'd have had college paid for for free, both degrees. Yeah. For, for this, for Bob, he'd probably had that paid. He'd, he'd had a scholarship for that. I yeah. mean, going to MIT, you pretty much have a scholarship, don't you? Yeah, you set it, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Caltech as well. That's the California one. That's referencing the Big Bang Theory quite a lot. Yeah, you know that's obviously a, a good a good uh, college to go to, um, and he didn't seem to be lacking any social skills at all. Yeah, like he wasn't you know? awkward or anything like that. He no. was just having a regular, holding a regular conversation. Yeah, laughing when you laugh, you know that, that kind of thing. Just reacting like a normal person, not socially so, inept. Yeah, so so let's let's look at Elon. Anyway, for for an example. Um, you can tell that that guy used to be socially awkward. You can yeah. tell that he's become a movie star. And the thrust into the limelight has sort of yeah. fixed it to a point, yeah. And now he's cool, but he's cool in a nerdy way because you know he knows that he's not cool, but he is cool. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden he's like, I'm a kid playing with my toys again. I was going to say, I'm cool sorry, but if it. you want to be cool, invent a flamethrower. Let's not mess about. Yeah. <laughs> right. Release a flamethrower for the public to buy. You're cool, yeah. aren't you? <laughs> Surely. Exactly. You're cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it, it's just weird. Like, you can't really stereotype these sort of people. There's a lot of, like, smart people who are just, like, male and female are hot. Do you know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. It doesn't transfer over again, like, you know, the whole... I mean, that's that women... There's probably just as many women interested in physics as there are men. Do you know what I mean? Like, most things, it'll be that 50-50 split. And again, you've not all got all these, like, nerdy, socially inept women (laughs) doing these subjects, you know? When it comes to science, absolutely not. Like you say, you see some fiery scientists. Mm Mm-hmm. And and this is this is one of the things like Big Bang Theory really like wound me up a little bit, not not because it it, it wasn't funny, which it, it really wasn't funny at all. Um, <laughs> it, it just mainly because it was like the bimbo is this hot, attractive blonde. Um, the nerdy girl has glasses. Uh, she's got a bit of weight on her, and you know, know it was just saying. yeah. And she, how could she this was girl like weird. this nerd? <laughs> socially inept like you said she was socially awkward in the first episodes and then eventually they gave her a personality um and it's the same with um bernadette as well like she started off really ditzy because she was blonde but then she ended up being like really smart yeah and it's like 
so weird like all of a sudden when she became smart she stopped being this ditzy blonde like they changed her personality whereas i have met people who are like in day-to-day -day life you're like how do you function and then in an academical sense they're crazy smart hmm. do you know what i mean like 100%. i have met these people it exists you know it really does exist where you have this sort of like ditzy regular personality but then you're really like on the ball when it comes to like you know just your overall intelligence it yeah. can be a legit thing, but I do know what you're saying. It's like personalities don't just go, whoop. Yeah, but the, this is shit. the thing. She was ditzy, and then all of a sudden when it was discovered that she was smart and making a lot of money, when they gave her a job title and stuff, because she did work at the Cheesecake Factory to start with, didn't she? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Obviously, she's studying she, like brain science and yeah. microbiology and So she was and stuff, ditzy and, yeah. and blonde and working at a Cheesecake Factory with a penny, and then all of a sudden they thought like, oh, we'll, we'll give her a, Actually, a no. personality. No, you know what? No, I do think she started off as being, like, smart. I can't remember, though. It's been a while. It has been quite uh, a while. I, can't, well, I couldn't say for definite. <laughs> Even so, it's not about Bob. <laughs> uh, another tangent, but... Um... No, these these people like uh, one of my one of my very very good friends from school, very cool guy. You know, um, he had like the the sort of emo type hair that was really long and swept and yeah. stuff like that. Always had uh, girls on his arm, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, smart as hell. Um, he's a doctor now. <laughs> Took a year out doing his uh, medical degree to yeah. do an anesthetics course, which should have taken him like two years. Did that in a year, then went back to uh, medical school and did wow. his finished his thing off. And yeah, he's he's working at the local hospital now. Um, smart as hell, and that that dude, you could send him a picture of like a dimple, and he'll tell you whether it's cancerous or not. Wow, like, yeah, <laughs> that's the level that he's at. Yeah, um, he's so smart, and I'm in awe of him because like I I don't consider myself to be like smart or stupid. I think I'm kind of there but i can hold a conversation i can carry like, yeah absolutely nicely sat in the middle yeah I, I can jump into stuff that i don't understand and try and understand it and Definitely. like sort of work a conversation around it but this guy you could literally show him a picture of a, an engine and he'd be able to tell you how to put it together it's just, <laughs> <laughs> just these levels of intelligence are just mad uh but he's cool as hell He's really cool. He's really down to earth. You know, he likes his music. He, he chills out. You know, it's not like he's this. Uh, I need to play World of Warcraft. Yeah, well, I mean? exactly, man. Like, intelligence doesn't dictate your personality. Like, I'm sorry, but it doesn't. Do you know what I mean? You exactly. get plenty of people who are super smart, who are really down to earth, nice people. You get people who are super smart, who are up their own behind and unbearable to talk to. It does not dictate how you look, how you are as a person or anything. You know, that you know, who you are dictates who you are, you know, not exactly. how much you know. And I'd just like to clear up, World of Warcraft was the first thing that came to my head, but that's not me saying that everybody that plays World of Warcraft is a nerd that shakes and shivers. Okay? <laughs> so this is the point that we're making. There is no correlation. I've no. played it before. I didn't like it, but I've played it. I've got friends who play World of Warcraft. They're not nerds. They're, exactly. This you is know, the thing, they're just, man. It's they're like, just giant children. It is what it is. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. It just is what it is, yeah? Yeah. But there's no correlation with personality, intelligence, and what your hobbies and interests are. Like, everybody is different. So you can't use that as an argument. So the video that I watched, you know, get lost. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. It's, that's ridiculous to 
make any kind of foundation for a point on. It's yeah. just nonsense. It is. It's stupid. We've covered the majority of the stuff that obviously, you know, he's covered a thousand times, this, that, and the other. I mean, if you want if you want a little bit of uh what how how can I how can I word it? If you want a little goss on uh, on a bit of the naughty side, um, there are criminal convictions. Okay. Um, supposedly, um, well, as it says, I mean, in nineteen ninety, he was arrested for aiding and abetting a prostitution ring um, that was reduced to a felony pondering to which he pleaded guilty. Uh, so <laughs> let's let's go on that. I mean, that was definitely. I mean, that's there's your, you know, there's your ooh corner <laughs> right there. Naughty, naughty, and he ended up doing 150 hours of community service um, and undergo psychotherapy. Say again. Was did he do his community service at Los Alamo? Is that why he was on the phone directory? <laughs> I was going to say this. No. There is all, a correlation. All coming around. All yeah. coming around. Yeah. Um, yeah. Apparently so. And um, and in 2006, all those years later, mm. I'm rocking my way out of school. An old uh, old Bob and his wife were charged with violating the Federal Hazardous Substances Act for shipping restricted chemicals across state lines. There was something that I did read that he got raided because he stole some of the Element 115. Yeah, yeah, he has been. Um, I did see that. I can't remember where I saw it, but yes, he was indeed raided because they believed he had substances that he wasn't supposed to be carrying. Yeah, um, and he, he sort of blew Element 115 out before it was like a publicly known element. Right. Which is just a bit mental. Um, don't quote me on that, but that's what I, I remember hearing is that he spoke about it and made it public before it was actually on the periodic table. That's mad. Which I mean, is I'm, mad. I'm seeing yeah. here United Nuclear pleaded guilty to three criminal counts of introducing into interstate commerce with aiding and abetting the introduction of into interstate commerce, banned hazardous substances, and in 2007, United Nuclear was fined uh, seven and a half grand for violating a law prohibiting the sale of chemicals and components used to make illegal fireworks. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure, obviously, United Nuclear was something to do with him. I mean, from what I'm seeing here, mm. um, it's to do with, yeah, uh, the charges stem from a 2003 raid on United Nuclear's business offices. Here you go. Where chemical sales records were examined. And that's the one. That's where they pleaded guilty, sorry, to this. Aiding mm. and abetting interstate commerce between illegal chemicals for illegal fireworks. <laughs> Mad. So, so definitely not shy. Bang. I'm going to say definitely not shy. I mean, the thing, you know, for everything we've covered, talking about, you know, for all the things he's been speaking about, you know, the aliens, this, 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 all around that one centered subject, and then boom, prostitution ring, like out of yeah. nowhere. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just boom, out of nowhere, the prostitution ring. Um, absolutely, nerds mad. need loving too. I know, right? I know. Uh, yeah, it doesn't say what kind. I mean, maybe those greys were getting put to some use they didn't they didn't care for. But if you've been locked up in a, an area, in a base, military base, for X amount of time. And you come out and you just want a bit of loving. He just, yeah, he just he just needs a bit of prostitution ring. That's that's what he was craving. Most people yeah. crave a good burger or something like that. You know, and he was no. Nope, oh, he got two bats. And to think, yeah, absolutely. He did. 
And to think that for aiding and abetting something like that, like we're not just talking, you know, we're talking a prostitution ring here. Like this is, yeah. you know, this is a proper big deal. And to think that he only got um, 150 hours of community service and he was told to I- stay away from brothels. Sorry, if I didn't yeah. include that little tidbit. Um, yeah. And he un- underwent the psychotherapy. I mean, stay away, stay from, away from these illegal places. I was going to say, <laughs> stay away from them. We know what you're but, up to. I mean, aiding and abetting could literally be going in there and paying for it. Yeah, like contributing toward it. Yeah, I know what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's the same. I mean, but that's the same ropey argument that could say if you bet, uh, if you buy a pair of you know, Adidas, Nike, whatever, trainers, high brand trainers, then you mm. are also aiding bad things from where yeah. they get made. But no one's getting yeah. arrested for that. No, no, because it's not illegal in their country. This, oh, wow, well, yeah, I know what you mean. I yeah, mean, I do know what you're simple. saying. It's loopholes in it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. At least it's the same as, like, um, Peter. Um, and now I'm not doing anything publicly against Peter. Uh, I won't. I won't do that. I'm not going down that rabbit hole. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> you'll keep me here for hours. Um, but they they sort of chastise people for buying certain products. And it's like... So? Like, <laughs> realistically, like, there's a lot of common products that have probably been tested on animals at some point in the last couple of centuries. Yeah. Probably aren't now, but they used to be. Yeah. Um. And then you're a bad person because you're you're funding this, you're aiding and abetting this by buying it. And it's like, well, what if I can't have anything else other than this thing because mm-hmm. I'm allergic to the other things? Or you know, it's, it's not like... to mention the amount of people in the organisation that will have also used these things without knowing. Oh, hundred percent. You know, ignorance is bliss, though, isn't it? So yeah, you know, it's one of these things. Before you decide to jump on someone's bandwagon, you know, get get those facts in order. Not, not to mention all the animals that they put down, and not going down that rabbit hole. Nope, <laughs> that could be another this, episode. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the scary, real life spooky wookies. Oh yeah, yeah, Death yeah many well, animals. Welcome to the real world. <laughs> yeah, um, but we'll not go down that rabbit hole because I don't want to get. Um, I say I don't want to get into an argument with anyone. I really do. But I just don't have the time. But or... we don't have the hours it's going to take yeah. to go down that. Yeah. I'm just, and I'm not going to drag you into it either. You know, um, you can join if you want to, but I'm not going to drag you into it forcibly on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll go there. You keep your meditating up anyway. I will. You've done really I've done, well. I've so done far. well, haven't I, for this? I've done really well. You never, ever believe. <laughs> so just to sort of like finish up, I don't know why I clicked my fingers there. Uh, I feel sassy right now. Oh, um, love it. Just to sort of clear this up. So. If the greys and sort of things were were around, right? Do you think that they? I'm gonna try and word this as best I can. So you know how we started with the wheel and then we moved on, yeah. and then we had carts and then we had steam and coal trains and things like that. Yep. So if if these spacecrafts were around ten thousand years ago. Do you think that their sort of linear progression on these um, sort of vehicles and thing were as sort of drawn out as ours was? So obviously wheel, then carts, then blah, blah, I, blah, blah, blah. I think honestly that depends on such a huge variety of factors. 
Yeah. Um, I think it really depends on, you know, where where they're originally from and the natural resources they have on offer. Mm-hmm. Their intelligence comparable to ours and how much higher it is and how much quicker they're going to find the answers that we can't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean... I mean, those two right there immediately, without without even genuinely going down any more of a list, those two right there are such huge factors. Not to mention that they, you know, just let's just say for, you know, hypothetically for the moment that, yes, they're 100% real. We know about this. They've got the technology, right? Yeah. If they were already at that point when we were still wandering around, you know, crawling around on all fours, mm-hmm. it's that proof there i mean how you know we we were literally a brand new species to the universe when they've already been kicking around for who knows how long because they obviously have to have have to have had there's your english a generational you know a substantial you know like see on that planet like they have to have been there for some serious time like or they have to have Maybe it wasn't even that original planet. They they could have gone already, for all we know, they could be on their fourth home planet because the rest hmm. have been drained dry. So And they have the uh, capabilities to move to a different planet, which is what we yeah. don't have because we're too busy paying billions for an Olympics or something. Get a grip. <laughs> so I like where you went with that because I've got some, like, not counter-arguments, but just things to, like, think about. So you said the the first one being like the materials that they have. Yes. Like huge factor and I mean incredible factor because there's yeah. that that element obviously 115 is the dominating used, factor, isn't it? Yeah, is is a dominating thing anyway because yeah. we hadn't discovered it. So it might not be a naturally occurring substance or element on our planet whereas they could have had these heavy metals, heavy elements um, completely different to what we have that made it easier for them to advance the way that they've advanced. Yeah, it could even be a chemical combination of compounds that they have that we don't have yeah. to form and, this. And if they were in our position, going on the intelligence scale, if they were in our position on our planet, maybe they wouldn't have been able to have advanced the way that we have. Because, let's be fair, they if they have different materials to use, they could advance quicker but it doesn't mean that they're smarter no it doesn't at all because it only takes one person to make something for everybody else to benefit yeah of course so we uh, obviously you don't anymore but we drive a car we we weren't the ones that invented the engine nope you know people shoot guns they weren't the ones that invented the gun absolutely you know it only takes one person with that sort of mindset to to have to um and i have stolen this from joe rogan but i know you haven't watched it so i was interested to see where you were going with it um the question anyway um ah right right so it was interesting to see where you went with it um so i did set you up a little bit but it was interesting because you you are sort of my side of thinking but i do agree that um the intelligence thing i don't know whether they'd be more intelligent because in ten thousand years if they've visited us and they have the same sort of equipment. So if we have newer ships from them that we are reverse engineering now, and mm-hmm. we've had archeological ones, they've not really progressed that far. 
in 10,000 years, dependent on whether they can actually travel in time or not. Don't that's, fix that's what's not broke, though. If they only yeah. have the capabilities to travel across space, which I'm not being funny, they're not traveling at the same time that we would travel. Like, as we yeah. perceive time, the man-made construct that we've put in place to, you know, make sure you're not late for work, mm -hmm. that... They, for, for instance, because it doesn't exist, it isn't a thing, completely yeah. made up, that might not even factor into their world. And they're able to travel. Like, as we perceive time, you know, we can get from, to, like, Kepler, for instance, which is, like, Earth 2. It would take, like, 40,000 years or something ridiculous. I could be completely wrong, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Some yeah, yeah, ridiculous yeah, yeah. time at normal speed to get there. Un achievable without yeah. FTL travel. However, they can make it to us. Now, I'm not mm -hmm. being funny. If we invented FTL travel, I think the last thing they'd be doing would be like, right, how can we make it again? No, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, you can tweak. 100%, yeah. Like an engine. You make one engine, tweak it, it's now better. It can do more, can go faster, right? It can, you know, it, it's got all this, there's more pistons, whatever, I'm not a car man. It can do more. Just exactly the same as they would have with that. Yes, you can tweak it. Oh, we found yeah. this. Oh, maybe try adding this into the core. Maybe it'd provide more power, more sustainable. It can get us further. It can go faster. That kind of thing, do you know what I mean? And I do believe it would be a don't fix it if it's not broken. In terms of intelligence, why wouldn't they keep on coming back to Earth with that kind of intelligence? Well, you've answered your own question right there. Because if I was an alien, I wouldn't want to come here either. <laughs> because humans are primal, animalistic, and violently dangerous. So yeah. I wouldn't want to come anywhere near us either. There's your intelligence right there. Why aren't they visiting all the time then? <laughs> That's why. Because we are a terrifying, destructive race that if I was in some sort of intergalactic society, I would completely vote against us getting us involved. <laughs> completely I would be against it. Do you know, we, we had this same conversation 100%. on the last podcast. We had the same conversation. And I think um, I think we came to a different conclusion this time. Because we said, we're not all that bad. Like, I think we'd be all right. I think, you know, the, the, the best of humanity would make it. And now we're like, nah, nah. It's unfortunately, like, I, armsy in the forest. Man, unfortunately, I do believe there is a higher quantity of bad than good. I really do. I think, mm. unfortunately, it wins out. You know, life isn't a fairy tale. Life rarely has happy endings. And I don't want to be that, like, miserable guy, but it's a fact, right? It's an absolute fact, and it's one of those things where I do not believe, I don't trust. I just don't trust it if aliens landed. It'd all go swimmingly. I really don't. Because there's always, like, one guy at the back going, those aliens offend me! Yeah. I, d I don't think, um, like, I get you... Uh, I, I I don't think in terms of bad or good, like I get there's bad people and I get there's awful people, but I think it's more like predator-prey kind of thing. Mm. If you look at like, let's see, um, we did a podcast on this as well, but let's see for psychopaths. Um, they have no empathy. It's, yeah, as much as did, you, yeah. Yeah, as much as like they are inherently evil, that's a genetic flaw or evolution, whichever way you want to look at it, is that they can't empathize with people. Yeah. And not all of them are bad people, but they are inherently predators among sheep. 
Yeah. That's it. They they are smart. They're calculating. They don't have the constraints that we have where we care for other things. We yeah. care about people. We want to protect them. That is sometimes seen as an evolutionary ugh, evolutionary disadvantage. Yeah, absolutely. And if you watch Man of Steel, there's a very good clip in there where she says that puts us at an evolutionary advantage because they don't care. Yeah. Um, you know, and obviously Superman wins because he's my boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, humanity comes through. But, yeah, it's it's there's always going to be bad. There's always going to be good. But back in the day, mate, if you committed crimes, you were dead. Yeah. Nowadays, you, you get 150 hours community service and we'll leave it on that one. <laughs> absolutely mate it's been a pleasure as always thank you for having me thanks for coming mate appreciate it don't forget to check out uh pt64 over on twitch he'll be streaming tomorrow tuesday wednesday thursday friday 12 p.m till 4 p.m gmt and also um we don't usually do this but it's a special time he is releasing some very very good let's plays on his youtube channel so i'll put that link in the description too too kind sir thank well, you you know you know knocking you it know, that double this week coming i know i put you at the top of the description last time you're getting a double one this time Ooh, i'm Somebody's leveling up wanting a christmas card and <laughs> <laughs> he's getting one oh. right so thank you so much for joining me james and thank you guys for listening i'll be having awesome week and take care